Teaching and leading during a pandemic has been hard on all educators. I know colleagues that have personally been impacted by the stressors of teaching during this crazy time, and I've had some personal conversations with them. And in my conversations with them, I've uh, learned a lot about what is causing a lot of teachers and a lot of leaders to leave the profession during this time. And the common theme that seems to come up during this time is happiness. Educators are leaving because they aren't happy. There are articles out there, tons and tons of articles, that say that there are other industries, specifically the tech industry, that are waiting and willing to take in teachers after they leave the industry. And they are advertising more happiness. However, there's also some growing research that is showing that former educators that have left the profession for these other industries are only spending about one year in these other professions before deciding to come back to education. So what's causing them to come back? Maybe it's not happiness. Maybe they're seeking something different. Maybe they're seeking joy. In today's episode, we'll explore the difference between happiness and joy and how school leaders can root their staff in joy to increase longevity in the profession. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Educate on Purpose podcast. This show is designed to support school leaders that want to break down barriers in education. On this show, it doesn't matter if you're a mentor teacher, a district superintendent, or anything in between. Together, we fearlessly fight to provide quality education. We design joyous, caring learning environments, and we lead with clarity and purpose. Thanks for joining the Educate on Purpose family. Welcome to the Educate on Purpose podcast. I am Brandon House, here to help you lead purposefully, grow strategically, and care intentionally. And today, we're going to be talking a lot about how to lead with purpose and talk a lot about how to care intentionally, especially with this really hot topic that's going on right now. You see, in education, everybody's seen it. It's in the headlines everywhere. You look on social media, you're looking on the news there's always a headline about how teachers and educators are leaving the profession in droves. It's kind of scary when you think about it because there are so many people that are leaving the profession and it kind of makes you wonder what is the state of education looking like. But I've been doing a little bit of research and trying to understand a little bit about the reasoning behind why educators are leaving the profession. And one of the things that is commonly mentioned from colleagues that I've met with that have left education, uh, things that I've read in uh, articles, things that I've seen posted on social media, there's one common theme that is throughout all of these conversations, and that is happiness. You see, a lot of educators, especially if you're a school leader, you hear this a lot. You hear, well, I'm just not happy. Things just aren't the way they used to be. I am not happy with how the school is going right now. I'm not happy with the state of education right now. And uh, this seems to be a little bit misleading, not only for the school leader who's trying to figure out where they're going to take the school and how they can improve, 
but it might be misleading for the person who feels unhappy. Because I would like to argue that it may not necessarily be happiness that they're searching for. It may be something a little bit deeper. But before we talk about that, let's let's root ourselves in, in something that's really important. You see, as a school leader, we talk about this all the time. There is one primary role that you have to have as a school leader, and that is making sure that you are improving teaching and learning at your school. And sometimes improving teaching and learning at your school doesn't mean working on just strictly academics. It means creating an environment so that the academics can thrive. I like to think of it this way. You see, we have a mission and a vision. That mission and the vision drives the school leader's actions. And those school leader's actions are are driven to support the teacher's actions. And those teachers' actions are driven to, uh, to support the student outcomes. But it also works the other way. You see, once we have student outcomes, we can realize, we can look at that data and analyze and say, something's not working here. Let's look back at our student actions. Well, something's not working there. What caused the student action to happen? Let's look at our teacher actions. So when we're looking at our teacher actions, something's not working there. Let's take a step back and look at our leader actions all the way back to our mission and vision. You see, this is all about that strategic alignment. And if we don't have that, if we're not looking at that that movement between the mission all the way down to student outcomes, then we're going to miss something. Well, what happens in education is that we get so hyper-focused on just driving towards the student outcomes that we forget that there are people involved. And we forget that these people are driven by some sort of motivation. And oftentimes, as school leaders, we get caught up in some of the easy ways to motivate people. You see, how many of you have done the easy, oh, you know what? We're going to spend a couple hundred bucks, go out to Starbucks and buy some coffee and then walk around and give coffee to everybody and say, good job. Yay. You did a good job teaching today. But we realize that that is just a small bit of what motivates teacher. Yes, it's cool to kind of get some coffee every now and then, if you even enjoy coffee. Uh, it's cool to get a cookie or uh, a sticker or some pencils and pens in your mailbox. That's all needed and it's all helpful. But I think there may be something deeper that we are missing as school leaders. And I think that thing might be joy. Now you're thinking to yourself, wait, joy happiness, aren't these all the same? But let's sort of build some context around this a little bit. I'd like to think of this as the joy strategy. So if you want to build your school and and make sure that it is really rooted in something meaningful, you have to start with the joy strategy. But that means we have to understand the difference between joy and happiness. You see, Happiness is controlled by our external circumstances. So you may hear teachers say this, I am unhappy with the amount of time that I get to plan. That is a circumstance that is causing them to feel upset. Or I feel really happy with our teacher dress code at this school. I'm very happy with the decisions that our school leader made in order to help us make sure that we are really focused on writing the most successful lesson plans. These are all external circumstances that determine an emotion, 
which is happiness. But I'd like to argue that joy is something a little bit deeper than that. You see, joy is, it connects to a deep personal meaning. It's something that is deeply important to you. Usually, I like to say that joy is connected to the reason why you started teaching in the first place. You see, you wanted to become an educator because you wanted to make an impact on students' lives. And when you see the results of the impact that you made, that brings you joy. And even despite over time you've gone through some really, really exciting times that made you really happy and sometimes that made you really upset, at the end of the school year, you feel this immense amount of joy because you've seen the impact that your students have shown in their student outcomes. It may not necessarily show on the student assessment. It may mean that, you know, Johnny came into your classroom and he had a hard time focusing and restating back to you what he learned at the end of that lesson. Now it's at the end of the school year and he is not only restating back to you what he learned, but he's also helping other people solidify the objective of that lesson for that day. You may feel some immense amount of joy because that took a lot of work. As school leaders, what we have to do is we have to recognize that teachers are not just driven by things that make them happy, but also driven by things that make that, that bring them joy. And if we can connect them back to the thing that brings them joy, then we're likely to draw some stronger outcomes and we're likely to draw some longevity out of our teachers. It's so funny because I, I, I've talked to some career educators, some who have been educating for 15 plus years, some who have been uh, educating for 10 plus years. And I, I enjoy talking to them versus some of the newer educators who have come in that are in the first year or two. And sometimes the conversation is, is that they see something in the younger teachers where it's like, well, they're not necessarily committed. They're not necessarily in it for the long haul. They don't know what it takes to be a good teacher. And there's all this conversation about just grit it, grit it out, grind it out, be the best teacher you can be and neglect all of those things that are important to you. Whereas our younger teachers are coming in and saying, no, I need to make sure this is important to me before I put in all this time to give something up from me. And so as school leaders, we have to balance these two and make sure that we are connecting to the deeper meaning, which is joy. So now that we've built this context, we want to make sure that we're connecting all of our work around the joy that we can bring to ourselves and to our students. Let's see what the joy strategy is all about. And so what I want to do is I want to propose sort of three different techniques that are actually pretty simple that you probably are already doing, but have never thought about it in this context. These are three different strategies that will help you connect to your teachers to joy and deeper meaning in their work. The first thing is, is you have to set the groundwork. You have to make sure that you are creating an environment that we are all focused on joy. Well, what better way to do this than starting with hiring? So 
the first way that you can connect your your staff to hiring or to joy is to think about hiring. And when you're in those interviews and you're looking for the best teacher for your school, you obviously are you have questions that are connected to your core values. You have questions that are connected to uh, what you want to see with student outcomes. And so you should also have questions that are connected to what makes a teacher tick. What is that thing that brings them joy at the end of the day that is deeper than their students passing a test that is deeper than a student getting an A on an assignment. If you can get to that, then you've connected to them before they even step foot into your school. So here's some questions that I think about before I start hiring staff members. The first question I think about is, what do I want in a teacher? And I also think about why I wanted to be a teacher. Because that brings me way back to the time when I interviewed for my first teaching position and I was just so excited and so passionate about making an impact and just seeing the feeling, the excitement that I had when I was in that interview, sharing that with all of those career educators. I think that was something that uh, was the driving force for me having a successful education career. And so when I'm thinking about hiring someone, I want to see that same passion about why they wanted to be an educator. I want to see that same spark when they light up. I'm going to ask the question, well, why do you want to be a teacher? Specifically, why do you want to be a teacher at this school? You see, at our school, I love teaching in urban settings. So I may say, you know, we have a student population where the predominant, uh, the, the predominantly, uh, amount of our students are either African American or Latino. Uh, they come from a low socioeconomic status, whatever it might be. So why would you want to come teach at this school with these students? And I want to make sure that I am specifically listening for that spark and that passion and that joy that will bring them through the difficult times in the classroom. And so the most important question that you're looking for when you are hiring staff members is this. is Anybody can answer, oh, I love teaching kids and I just enjoy so much how the kids smile when I bring and build a connection to them. Anybody can say that. You can watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos and listen to a whole bunch of podcasts and know the right thing to say. But this is what brings them over the hump. You ask them, okay, I, I appreciate you sharing why you want to be a teacher. Can you think of a time that you were able to uh, play out this desire in your day-to-day uh, activities? So maybe you volunteered at a local youth organization. Can you tell me about a time where you were able to uh, live out your passion for teaching kids in that, in that scenario? Now you're really getting a glimpse into how that educator really thinks and how they function in those situations. If they can share something about they had a difficult situation with the student, but they came back each day to that youth organization to really make sure that that student was thriving, then that may be an indicator that they have a deep-seated joy, passion, connection to 
educating, and that's going to bring them through the difficult times in education. So to recap, point number one is think about your hiring practices. How can you ask questions that connect to the joy that teachers will have in the classroom? The second thing is coaching. So now that you're thinking about your teachers, you have them in the building, they are here with you and they are teaching. They've gotten, they've moved past the interview process and they are officially in your classrooms. Now you have to think about how you can connect what they said in the interview to what they're doing in practice on a day-to-day basis. And so that means that you are going to incorporate what they said in their interview in their coaching and feedback sessions. Hold them to it. It's important for them to remember why they got into the profession to begin with. Now, this is for every teacher, not just your first year teacher or your fifth year teacher. This is for the 20 year teacher. And most importantly for your 20 year teacher, because they may have figured out the systems and the approaches to making sure that their kids are successful and they may have lost their joy for educating. And so what you want to do in your coaching sessions is to make sure that you bring them back to why they are in education. So let's say it's the beginning of the school year and you're really trying to learn about your teacher. The first thing you could do in your coaching session is bring them back to that original question. Why did you get into teaching? That's a simple question and just listen. Just listen. Make sure that you understand, repeat back to them what you hear and deeply understand why they wanted to be a teacher. And then as you go through that, then you can say, well, I'm thinking about the end of the school year here, and I want you to think about the end of the school year as well. By the end of this school year, what would be a success for you in the classroom? Or how can we improve your uh, your profession? How can we improve your craft so that way you feel like you are a better teacher at the end of this year? Once again, you're getting to the deeper seated issue rather than focusing on like, how can we move your students to grade levels by the end of the year? That's important, but that is not what's going to keep your teacher, potentially that great teacher or that teacher that has a lot of experience. That's not what's going to keep them in your classrooms. You have to make sure that you continuously connected them to why they started teaching. So, I also like to incorporate a professional improvement plan or a professional growth plan. I know sometimes those words can be tricky and scary. No, this is not something that you write up because a teacher is underperforming. This is a goal setting tool to help your teachers strive towards something meaningful for them. So, You may in your coaching session have a set of goals that you would like to see the teacher improve upon based off of the data that they've displayed over the the last few months or the last few years at your school, but you allow them in this professional growth plan to determine how they will grow. And then you figure out ways that you can connect them to opportunities to grow in that. That will connect them deeper into their joy. So before you hire a teacher, 
Think about what questions you can ask in the hiring process. That's point number one, to connect them back to joy. Point number two is, if they're in your school, what questions can you ask with coaching in order to connect them back to their overarching joy or mission as a teacher? And then point number three is this. Make sure that you are celebrating the small milestones. Have you ever been in that situation where you as a leader set this big goal, this five-year plan, and some days you walk into the building and you think, we are never going to make it. Or you look at your data and some months the data is way up at the top, the highest peak. You're like, yes, we're way, way, we're moving in that the right direction. And then the next month it, plat- it, it plummets. You don't see the same type of results and you're thinking, we're never going to get where we need to be. What often happens at school is we set long-term goals and then when we hit a pitfall, we sort of fall off a little bit in those initiatives that everybody starts but nobody finishes. They just never get done because we don't set those small milestones that will help us get over the hump. These are small little goals or small little check marks that signify in our mind that we are making progress and that progress will lead to our ultimate success. You see, joy is something that is long-term. It is deep-seated, but sometimes it can be hidden in our pursuit for happiness. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, there are so many times we feel unhappy about a specific situation, and those bits of unhappiness cause us to feel that we're never going to reach our ultimate goal, which is to achieve that certain type of joy. Well, these setting these milestones will help you feel like you're making progress to that goal. And the great thing is, is that these milestones can happen no matter how high you set the bar. You can still continue to strive to get better each and every single day, each and every single year, because you've set these small milestones. So let's think about your coaching sessions. While you're in your coaching sessions, you could ask this question to your teachers, to your staff. What what are some ways that I could celebrate you? Where can we put a stake in the ground and say, if I achieve this goal, I am willing to celebrate? And if I achieve this goal, how would you like to be celebrated? Those are things that help teachers feel like they are making progress toward their goal. You see, the difference between this and picking some random day close to Teacher Appreciation Week and walking around and giving out coffee is that this helps teachers feel seen. It helps them feel like they actually mean something at a school, which is a part of that deep-seated joy that they're searching for, that, that meaning that they're trying to draw. You see, teachers want to know that they are actually making a difference in the school. It doesn't matter how much money you give them or how much coffee or pens and markers and stuff like that. That doesn't really matter. That's nice, but it doesn't really matter. What matters is, do they feel like they're making an impact with your students? And if they do, and if you can recognize that, then you can keep this momentum going of 
perpetuating joy throughout your entire building. And then after you have celebrated the small wins, whether it's personally or publicly, then you can encourage your staff members to celebrate others with their small wins. And what it does is it creates an entire culture where no matter how big the goal is, how small the goal is, we can all celebrate each other and we can genuinely feel happy, genuinely uh, feel like we are making a difference, which is once again, connected back to our deeper meaning for being an educator. If you couldn't tell already, The Educate on Purpose podcast was created because we want educators to think about educating with purpose. Every single day, they have to have some purpose or meaning that is drawing them to coming back into the classroom each day. And these three strategies are going to be some of the ways that you can help your staff educate with purpose. So just to recap, Three things you should think about. Hiring, what questions can you ask before the teachers walk into your classroom? Coaching, what questions can you ask while the teachers are in your classroom? And celebration, how can you recognize the big wins or small wins publicly or privately? I hope that these strategies help you today. And if so, feel free to reach out to me and let me know. You can uh, find me on all of the social media pages, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Also, you can find me on Twitter. And then you can check out our website at brandonghouse.com where there are a ton of resources like this there. I thank you so much for joining me today. And educators, school leaders out there, remember to educate on purpose. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe on your podcast app. You can find this podcast wherever you love to listen to your favorite podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at Mr. Brandon House. Or join the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Mr. Brandon House. Thanks again for listening and remember to educate on purpose.